Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer, and I am one of the elders at the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And I would like to begin this episode by turning to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21. In that passage, Peter wrote, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. Obviously, if we're going to make the way of our Lord our way and follow in his steps, we must turn to the scriptures to find out what that will mean, to find out what kind of a life he led. And as we view certain aspects of the life of Christ, we can then follow in his steps. We can then make his way our way, which is really a major purpose for why we are even here. Paul told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, Be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. That is another way of expressing our purpose in life, our goal. It is to be like Christ. That is what it means to follow in his steps. An examination of his life and practices will give us a picture of what it means to walk in his footsteps, to follow the same road he did. What does the way of Christ consist of? What will it practically mean for us if we are walking in his footsteps? Let me say that if we're going to truly make walking in the footsteps of Jesus our goal in life, we will find ourselves walking in the way of obedience. When the Lord walked on this face of the earth, he constantly pointed to man's responsibility before God. In John chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Again in John six thirty-eight, Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. In a sense, we can say that this was the theme of his life doing the will of the Father. So if we are to follow in his steps, we must also make it our goal to walk in the pathway of obedience. We turn once again to a well-known passage, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, which tells us simply, the conclusion when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Far too many people have been deluded into thinking that obedience is not really important. People will say that salvation is by grace and if we have to do anything at all that removes it from the realm of grace. They will say that following a set of rules will not save us, and that is true. However, following Jesus will save. And what was his way? Looking at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, we are told, Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered, and having been made perfect, 
He became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation. Christ obeyed, and he expects, he demands the same of us. If we are to follow his steps, we will do his will, obeying his commands just as the Lord obeyed the will of the Father. The prayer of Jesus in the garden just before he was arrested and the process that would culminate in crucifixion was begun shows a pattern of living that ought to be an example for all of us. Look at Luke 22, verses 39 through 42. Luke 22, verses 39 through 42. That passage says, And he came out and proceeded as was his custom to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples also followed him. When he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. When we can pray that same prayer and mean it, in whatever situation we may find ourselves, we will have taken a tremendous step in following in the footsteps of Jesus. But as long as we are determined to have our way, we will not really be following him at all. Let us consider the passage we began with again and realize that the way of Christ is also the way of suffering. Remember 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. The Lord suffered for us, and we are challenged to follow in his steps, even though doing so might very well involve some form of suffering. Remember that Jesus experienced rejection. When he taught in his hometown of Nazareth, the very place where he grew up, the people were outraged and indignant. Looking at Luke chapter 4, verses 20 through 24, and then 28 through 30, we find, and he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all who were speaking well of him and wondering at the gracious words which were following from his lips. And they were saying, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, No doubt you will quote this proverb to yourself or to me, Physician, heal yourself. Whatever he heard was done at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. Skip on down, down to verse 28. And all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage as they heard these things. And they got up and drove him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill on which their city had been built in order to throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went his way. The people who knew Jesus best, the ones among whom he had grown up, rejected him. A young man who had served God all his life wanted to be saved by Jesus. Look at Matthew 19, verses 21 and 22. It tells us, Jesus said to him, If you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owed much property. The young man simply could not or would not 
make himself truly follow after Jesus. The Lord was not always popular, especially when he taught some of the hard principles about the kingdom. After teaching what was undoubtedly a difficult lesson for the crowd to understand in John chapter 6, we find in verses 66 and 67, as a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? If we walk in the footsteps of Jesus, we will at some point find ourselves experiencing the same rejection, experiencing the same loss. And as was with the Lord Jesus, it may be people close to us or even close friends who turn away. The way of Christ is filled with suffering and loss. But again, we have not been left unprepared for this. At Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, we see what happened with Peter and John. As they were speaking to the people, the priests and the temple, guard, captain, and the Sadducees came up to them, being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day, for it was already evening. Paul was attacked by an angry mob. Consider Acts 21, verses 30-31, where we are told, Then all of the city was provoked, and the people rushed together, and taking hold of Paul, they dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. While they were seeking to kill him, a report came up to the commander of the Roman cohort that all Jerusalem was in confusion. Later, Paul listed some of the calamities he experienced as he followed in the footsteps of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23-27, we find, Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane, I'm more so. In far more labors, in far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews thirty-nine lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys, in dangers among rivers, dangers among robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food in cold and exposure. Jesus suffered, and his followers suffered, and we will suffer as well if we truly walk in his steps. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. The way of Christ is the way of suffering. But let us also talk about the way of love. For it was love that sent God's Son into this world of sin and trouble. In John 3.16 we find the familiar words, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That Jesus loved the world is a wonderful thing to consider. But that he loved us even when we were sinners, that's divine. Remember Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 8? Paul wrote, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, 
though perhaps for a good man some would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus came into this world to save sinners, according to 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. He was willing to die on the cross to accomplish that salvation. It was love that moved him to do so. John 15 and verse 13 tells us, Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. My friends, if we will make his way our way, his footsteps our footsteps, we're going to have to love as he did. In Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 and 2, Paul wrote, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love. Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for you, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Love is to permeate every intention and every deed as we live our lives in the footsteps of Jesus. The Lord said in John 14 and verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. When we love God, we will also love one another. As John put it in 1 John 5, 1, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. In other words, if we love the Father, we will love his children. This is the command that Jesus gave. He placed a special emphasis on this command in John 13, verse 34, when he said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Paul summed it up for all Christians when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 14, that all that you do be done in love. When love is our motivation, and that is love for the Lord and for one another and for those in the world, we are making his way our way, and we are following in his footsteps. Jesus not only loved people, he felt deep compassion for them, and following Jesus is to walk in the way of compassion. In Matthew 9, verse 36, we read of Jesus seeing the people. He felt compassion for them, because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord not only loved us enough to die for us, he cared about our welfare. It hurt him to see people in need. When he encountered the sick or the lame, he cared and he acted. Matthew 14 and verse 14 tells us, When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. When he met a widowed mother whose son had died, he stopped to help, not because they had to, but because he cared. In Luke 7 and verse 13, we find, When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. Compassion was one of the defining qualities of Jesus. He cared about the needs and the wants of others, seemingly always before his own needs and wants. When we choose to follow him, we too will become people of compassion. Colossians 3 and verse 12 tells us, So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Like the Good Samaritan, we will help people not simply because we are commanded to, but doing so becomes part of what and who we are. If we are going to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, 
we too will learn to feel sorrow at the pain and misfortune of others. We will hurt for them and with them when they are in pain or tribulation. There is so much more to say, but let's conclude this by saying that following in the footsteps of Jesus is to walk in the way of joy. For too long and for too many people, following Christ has meant a life without joy to them. But that is not the way our Lord wants it. The Christian life is the most joyful life possible because it does not depend upon our physical circumstances. If a person is miserable as a Christian, it is because he is not walking in the way of the Lord. The first miracle Jesus performed was at a wedding feast, a time of joy and happiness. When he told the story of the prodigal son, he described the scene of the father throwing a great party for his son who had returned. In Proverbs 17:22, we read, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Picture the humor of the passage found in Isaiah 44, verses 9 through 20. God essentially presents through the prophet a satire on idolatry to show how foolish it is. The scene is one of a man carving a god out of a piece of wood, building a fire from another piece of that same wood on which to cook his food. God declares that he feeds on ashes, but still he worships a stick carved from another part of the same wood. Read the entire passage and you will see where man got a sense of humor. We are made in God's image. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. When we belong to Christ, when we walk in his way, following in his footsteps, there is every reason for rejoicing. The assurance of salvation should fill with joy. So what is our purpose? Follow in his steps. When we obey God, tolerate suffering, walk in love, are truly compassionate, we will know happiness in the footsteps of our Lord. I hope these words have been beneficial for you. Thanks for listening.